It's M.E.D. Monday! Today, five tips for better squeeze plays. Welcome to the 41st Minimum Effective Dose Monday episode. So today's article comes to us from a brand new source. Well, not new to the poker world, but just new to the audience here. It's the first time I've done one of his. He, uh, The author is Tadas Pekaitis, and he is the creator of MyPokerCoaching.com. If you haven't heard of it, I recommend going over there. There's a link on the show notes page, as well as just, you know, visiting MyPokerCoaching.com. He has uh, poker courses. He does videos on YouTube, articles, you know, strategy articles and stuff. And and I found this one came out a couple weeks ago. It was published on November 5th. And the article is called Squeeze Play, Top 5 Things to Consider Before Making the Move. So I, you know, I read through it, studied it, and I thought it was pretty darn good. So I want to cover it with you today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the article in its entirety. And then I'm going to give you two things. The first thing is the minimum effective dose idea. Now, this is the critical concept that you must take away and apply it to your poker game and to your studies. The second thing I'll give you, thing two, is the minimum effective dose action. This is the one thing that you must do this week in order to boost your poker to the next level. So, let's get to it. Some words of wisdom from Tadas Pekaitis. Gambate! I presume a crisp high five. For you? Ten. Okay, guys, let's get out there and make a difference. You know what to do. Squeeze play. Top five things to consider before making the move. Squeeze plays can be a very effective strategic play in both cash games and MTTs that can bring you a lot of chips if implemented properly. Although most players are familiar with this concept in Texas Hold'em and even utilize it to some extent, this strategy can be a double-edged sword if you aren't careful about picking your spots. In this article, we'll look into five practical ways to improve the efficiency of your squeeze play, accompanied by some examples and hand ranges to bring the point home. These tips should help you better understand the motivation behind the squeeze play, which is raising or shoving when there is already a raise and a call in front of you. And it'll help you to recognize situations where such a play should be most effective. So, number one, size your squeeze plays. The first thing you might want to consider if you're looking to improve your squeeze play strategy is your sizing. Perhaps you feel like the strategy isn't working for you and, if that's the case, it might be because your sizing is off. Usually, you want to achieve one of two things by squeezing. You either want to get your opponents to fold or you want them to call if you have a big hand and are looking to extract value. Figuring out the perfect raise sizing can be a bit tricky as it will depend on your image and the type of players you're up against. Generally speaking though, you should make your squeeze at least four times the original open so that you don't give players a great price to call, and you can go even bigger if you have a few callers after the original raiser. Even if you do have a value hand like pocket aces or pocket kings, you don't want to let anyone in for cheap because you will be playing out of position most of the time and squeezing from the blinds. However, you can adopt a bit smaller sizing when you're in position to force your opponents to make mistakes and chase their draws. You also should keep in mind that if you happen to be evolved in a hand where you know that either player is an absolute calling station, you can go even bigger and make it five to six times the original raise. So as you see, the sizing depends on your opponents and position you're in. So pick carefully. Number two, define your range. 
Apart from sizing, figuring out what hands represent good squeeze candidates is another segment some players seem to struggle quite often with. Again, this isn't an exact science as it will depend a lot on the particular situation, but there are some general guidelines you can follow. First, there are your value hands. We're talking about big pocket pairs and strong aces, like ace-king and ace-queen, where your motivation for squeezing is primarily to extract value. You expect to be ahead of the opener's range a lot of the time, so these hands aren't that difficult to figure out. Then there are hands that represent good squeeze candidates as bluffs, because they aren't good enough to just flat call in position, but you don't want to fold them all the time either. These types of hands mostly include broadways that block the top part of your opponent's range and some suited aces. Number 3. Factor Your Position Although nothing is set in stone in poker, it is safe to say that factoring your position when constructing squeezing ranges is vital. The reason for this is quite simple. When you're in position, you can afford to flat and see more flops, knowing you'll have a positional advantage after the flop. Therefore, calling some of your speculative hands that can flop huge draws or made hands and pocket pairs is fine, especially if you're on the button. That being said, you should not overdo it against tight early position openers and only call stronger suited connectors in middle pairs, because there are still few players to act who can squeeze you out of the pot if you start calling too light. According to Poker Snowy, you should be squeezing a tight range from the button against early position openers and callers. However, when playing out of position, you'll often prefer to squeeze a bit more to end the hand right then and there. If and when you do get called, you'll at least have the initiative in the hand, and will be able to take the pot down with a continuation bet quite frequently. Moreover, when you're squeezing from the blinds, you can add a few suited aces as well. This way, you will make your opponent fold better hands and have plenty of playability when you do get called. Number 4. Avoid difficult spots versus sticky players When thinking about squeezing in poker tournaments, you should be very careful about your stack size and other opponents in the hand. Oftentimes, you can get yourself in a tricky spot against a player who just hates folding, and you end up on a dangerous flop in a bloated pot and out of position. So if your stack size is such that you'll have less than a pot-sized bet behind on the flop if you do get called, you should consider moving all in right then and there. Of course, there is an argument to be made for raising and just shoving any flop, regardless of the texture against a pre-flop calling station, but this will definitely increase your variance. For example, if you have 20-ish big blinds in your stack, and there's a 2.5x raise and a call in front of you, there's no need to get fancy. Unless you have an absolute monster and think you can get away with it. Simply move in if you're going for a squeeze play and take your equity when you do get called before the flop. This way, you're also maximizing your fold equity, which is extremely important when you're squeezing with non-premium hands because you will be adding a big chunk of chips to your stack if this move works. And tip number five, stop fearing monsters under the bed. Frequently, players miss on a perfect squeeze play opportunity because they're afraid that the player, who's been very active and opening many pots, is not going to fold a big part of his range. This isn't the line of thinking you want to use. More often than not, the squeeze play will work like a charm against active players as they will have no other option than to let you take the pot. Also, one thing that many inexperienced players forget is that you're never dead before the flop. Even if that worst case scenario does happen and you run into a monster, you could still get lucky and win a huge pot, so don't worry about it and go with your reads, not your fears. 
Okay. All done. That was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a great article. I think that was a really good introduction to Tados Pakaitis and MyPokerCoaching.com for, for all of you who haven't heard of it before. So here's my MED idea. Make your squeeze plays at least four times the original raise size, but also don't go below 12 big blinds. If somebody min-raises to two big blinds and you squeeze to eight big blinds, this is less than a, quote, standard in position three bet, which often is to nine big blinds. Go to at least 12 big blinds in order to put these min-raisers and callers to a tougher decision. Now, of course, Tadis didn't talk about that 12 big blind minimum. That's my own idea right there. I like his point of four times the original raise size as your minimum, but really don't go below 12 because then it's just like opening and calling any three bet for them. It's really easy for them to do it if you're just making it eight or nine big blinds. Alrighty, so here's the MED action. Remember, this is the one thing that you must do this week in order to boost your play to the next level. Here it is. In your next three play sessions, your goal is to find 10 good squeezing opportunities and pull the trigger. Tag each of these hands for later review. As you review the hands, consider the five tips that taught us laid out for you and gauge how well you executed these squeeze plays against what you learned in the article. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And of course, thank you to Tadas Pakaitis for writing that killer article. Once again, please visit his site. It's mypokercoaching.com. When you go there, sign up for the newsletter so you get word on any new videos or articles that he posts. And if you feel like it, let him know that I sent you his way. His Twitter handle is at mypokercoaching. You can listen to this and every other MED Monday episode by visiting www.smartpokerstudy.com slash MED Monday. Please send me those questions, sky at smartpokerstudy.com. And I always love that Patreon support. Become one of my Smart Poker Study insiders by visiting patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. Until next time, apply the MED idea to the rest of your game and practice the MED action all week long.